Hey, you're listening to the More Life, Less Drama podcast. And before we get into the latest episode, I have something to ask you. Are you a person that has lots of lists, lots of dreams, goals, or ideas, that you find yourself in a mess of unfinished projects? Well, I'd love to hear from you. I'm currently creating my newest offer, and I would love to pick your brain about this topic so I can understand what you need to help you through it and to achieve all of your goals, starting with the lowest hanging fruit. It will be a simple 15 to 20 minute phone call where I will ask you some questions. Easy. There is no sale or offer. I just want you to help me create this amazing course. And if you are so kind as to help me out, I will even send you a small thank you gift where you can have a coffee or a drink on me. To participate, go to the show notes and use the booking link to book your call, or you can simply send me a DM on whatever platform you prefer. Thank you so much in advance, it means the world to me. Now let's get into the episode, Life is Waiting. Hello there, beautiful friends, how are you today? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of More Life, Less Drama. We are at episode 24 which is amazing. Looking forward to sharing what information I have with you today. And I think it's just going to be a quick one today, actually. A quickie episode. (laughs) Because who doesn't like a quick one now and then, right? If you could see me, I'm doing a wink, wink, get you. (laughs) So I recently did something that I've never actually done before. And it's definitely not something that I'm striving to better because what it was was I attended two funerals in two days. Like I said, it's not something that I have ever done before and nor am I trying to outdo myself on on that. Firstly, I just want to say attending those two funerals, I felt very honoured to be there and in true Prue style, I was very reflective in those moments and afterwards and since attending those two funerals. And it actually allowed me to feel something on an even deeper level that I have ever felt before. Well, I felt it before and I'm going to get into it further on in the episode, but this feeling that I had, it actually was so great and I'd never felt the intensity of that feeling before like I did after that weekend. Yeah, so this is what I want to talk to you about today. The details of the funerals or, you know, the deceased is not actually my story to tell. And so that's not what I'm focusing on today. However, my experience of attending those funerals and the circumstance of that is absolutely all mine. And I just want to lean in and talk about how that made me feel after actually attending those those circumstances. So a little backstory before we get into it too much. About four months ago, I decided I was going to start collecting thoughts. Some people might even call them mantras. And when I'm talking to people about them, I actually sometimes ask what their mantra is for life. Because when I ask them, what do you think on purpose or what is your saying in life? A lot of people look at me blankly. (laughs) So when I call them a mantra, people understand it more clearly. And I'm hoping maybe that's what you know as well. Although you have been on this podcast listening to me talking about intentional thoughts because as you know it's absolutely the thing that I love most to do I love to spend time on intentional thinking and so I decided I wanted to start collecting these mantras from people 
any opportunity that I get, I'll actually ask people, hey, what do you think is your mantra? And I have had some great answers. Today's not about sharing the answers with you because I'm actually, I'm holding onto them for another episode. It's actually the idea that people have this. And once you go searching for them, my brain in particular switches on and Well, if you know anything about your RIS, which is the reticular activating system, once you've like keyed that in to look for something, it's amazing what comes up. And like I said, I have had so many cool responses. One person in particular that I asked, and it was actually at the wake of this funeral, was something that was actually tattooed on their body. And so that happens a lot. Like if you look at people's tattoos, there's sometimes things that people say often tattooed on them. They live by that code so much that they feel the need to tattoo them on their bodies. And so one person at the the wake was like, well, actually, I've got one tattooed right here, it says, and she showed me what it was. So that's really cool. Like, I love that people are really committing to their mantras or or the sayings or the thoughts or the phrases that they actually live by, because that's what a mantra is. A mantra is something that people live by a code, a rule, however you want to define it. That's, it's just something that really is in, in somebody and that they want to live by. So back to the weekend of these two funerals, like I've already said, I felt so honored to be there to witness the final celebration and acknowledgements of these two people's lives. In these moments, it's really interesting because you get to learn even more about someone you see a different perspective of someone's life and yeah, it just opens up your world and your vision of them. You see, if I'm just looking at somebody through my own eyes, I only see from my biases and from my perspective, but there is all different sorts of perspectives and theirs is mostly even different than mine. Actually, absolutely. They're always going to be different than mine. And even the person themselves has different thoughts and perspectives on themselves. So as I've been teaching you and we've been learning together that it's not the full extent of anything, like your one perspective. And I was thinking about this and it's like, okay, if you need a visual on how this looks, I actually explained this to somebody else recently. So I'm just going to explain it to you right here as well. This is about seeing things from different perspectives. So imagine, actually, I'm just going to add in there, my friend Donna Lee who is on the podcast with me wholehearted, she often is telling us to put stand up and put our head between our legs to get, get a different perspective. So that's just another way of looking at it. For me, it's also about helping you understand that just the way that you see things is not always the way that other people see things. And it's really hard sometimes when you're looking at it, you're like, hey, this is it. And the other person's like, no, this is something different. <laughs> so Imagine one person standing looking at the end of a rectangular prism and when asked what shape do you see, they would respond a square and they would be right because at the end of the rectangular prism is the square shape. Now imagine the second person standing in front of the same shape at a 90 degree angle and when they're asked what shape they see, they'd respond with a rectangle and they too would be right. So the point is that I'm trying to make is we need to be aware that your view, although accurate to you, does not always show the entire picture. It's the same with life. 
We only see one portion of somebody or someone, which is why it's so important and so great to hear other people's stories about others, which can then like open and give you a new perspective on them, which is what funerals are all about, right? People get up and do a eulogy and they share their experience about that other person. I learned so much, not only about the person who passed that day, but also about the person delivering the information. Like I left those two things knowing more about people, which I think is wonderful because the more that we know about somebody, I feel the greater the connection. And in life, connection is all we have. That's it. So as you know, back to the collecting mantras thing, in the first funeral, which was on the first day, you wouldn't believe it. One of the eulogies presented described all the different phrases this person used in their life. I mean, it was <laughs> incredible. It was like they knew I was collecting mantras and they wrote a list. I'd never actually been to a, a funeral that had actually delivered something like that before. And it's just, oh, it just blows my mind that how much connection we have in the world because who knew? Like they didn't know that I was collecting mantras and they were just showing up, telling the story of their family that had passed away. And yet it's exactly what I had been doing and intentionally been doing over the last few months. So you can imagine it did make me beam, <laughs> although I did it internally because, well, it is a funeral after all and you shouldn't look so happy at these things. Even though there was plenty of people in that church that day that we're really having a good laugh about some things and smiling as well because funerals are meant to be a celebration, in my opinion. So as they read through these things and they actually started, they said, I'm going to read a list of sayings and ideas that this person lived by and that we heard a lot. And as they were reading through them one by one, I found myself really resonating with some of them, like really like, oh, yes, that's exactly how I feel. And then there was also others that I found myself disagreeing or, you know, not feeling like they resonated with me as much. Yet I was still in awe that a person was able to collate them about a loved one. These phrases or mantras, whatever you'd like to say, were what this person lived by. What made it more exciting to me was that not only were they thinking them and saying them to themselves, and also saying them out loud because how else would their family know how to collect them? But they acted from that thought. The thought became more than a sentence. It became an action. And I believe that this reveals the very core of somebody. As an outsider looking in from my perspective, the only thing that we truly see from another is their actions and their behaviours and sometimes their inactions. And the integrity was very real in both occasions. The mantras or phrases or thoughts or beliefs, like I said, you can choose to frame them however you want them, that we live by, are more than just a sentence. It is the thing that helps us make decisions, that guide us through difficult times, that reveal our personal values. And from that then has us showing up in the world as the person we want to be. I left that weekend with a deep, deep feeling of commitment to myself. That was the feeling that I have never felt such an intensity of before. 
And it's been growing every day since because this is not just something that I'm going to think about once and leave. It's something that I'm going to lean into and yeah, really trust myself that I can understand what maybe the universe is telling me that I need to focus on. So I realized many things. The first and foremost that comes to mind is that I am truly the most important person in my life. And I'm not saying this to be fluffy, you know, about self-love and all that. Like it can get brushed over really like on surface level. This is the absolute truth for me. If I continue to put everyone else above me and hence my last podcast about being the main character, I'm actually ripping myself off. And that also means that I believe I'm not actually allowing others to see the best of me either. And that would make my heart so sad if I thought that I was holding back and they people didn't see who I see myself as, like see me like I see myself. So really it's a win-win to go all in on this, all in on making myself the most important person in my life. Secondly, I decided to fully commit to being myself always. And this is definitely a flow on from point one. I'm actually done pretending I am always wanting to please other people. And even though I have done a lot of work on this, I feel there's just lots of little simple things now that need to be cleaned up. So yeah, I'm still fully committing to being myself. And it's hard sometimes because as a human, there's things that maybe I don't really like about myself yet and I'm still working on. So being and showing up as myself (laughs) might not be the most comfortable thing to do, but I'm committing to do it. The third point was that I made a commitment to letting people know what my own mantras are. Because listening to that eulogy where there was, they had maybe 15 or so of all the mantras that this person lived by. And I'm thinking to myself, I have so many. What, why am I keeping them to myself? Like it's no good having all these great phrases and thoughts if I'm not sharing them with the people that I love and who are around me and beyond. And I know I'm already on one level doing this because, hey, I share plenty of these on this actual podcast at the, at the end. It's the intentional thought that I share. And also in my coaching practice, it's what I do most days, but I'm doubling down. (laughs) I'm not stopping until I know people know what I stand for. In all honesty, I'm not sure that if you asked my family today what my number one mantra was, I'm not sure that they'd know. So obviously my job is not done there. You know, if I died tomorrow, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to, but if I do, (laughs) I want people to stand up and have a eulogy similar to the one that I heard that day because that was amazing. That lit me up just hearing the way that this person lived. And lastly, and the most profound that came as being a witness to the last celebration of these lives, and it was like a neon sign of understanding that the only thing left behind from us in this life is not about all the things that we owned or places we went even or just none of that stuff that's a tangible thing. And even on one level, it's not what we even achieved. Even though, like I want to say that that does get brought up, like achievements definitely are brought up. 
But what truly remained and is left behind from when we leave this precious earth was the feeling that someone had from being in your presence or the awareness of you. That's it. That's what I really truly got out of listening to all the family members at these funerals. And I'm fully aware, as you know, that we don't create someone else's feelings. That's not what happens. (laughs) Yes, I'm always preaching that point. But if I was a circumstance in your life, you have thoughts about me that create your feelings. And although all that is out of our control, like I can't control how you think and feel, what is in my control is how I show up in my own integrity for my own life and be the best person I can be in the circumstance of your life. And that's my commitment to myself, to be the best version of me. So all the other stuff that we're striving for, the cars, the houses, the the bodies, that never even gets a mention in a eulogy when we're celebrating somebody's life. What gets the most mention is how that person made them feel. So their thoughts about that person that created feelings in them, safety, love, so many things. So leaving that weekend, it was so very clear to me what my role is in life and it's continued to be an example of what's possible. You might think or feel that attending two funerals in two days would be gloomy and morbid and, of course, there is always sadness there. But I left with a zing for life more than ever. Reflections on these tough moments are so important and it is something that I have practiced doing because before I just used to go through life and things would start and stop. I wouldn't even think about it. But now that's all I have. All I have is my own thinking and how I feel. So now I'm spending time understanding that and how I can make myself better to show up in the world as a better person. So I said it was going to be quick, and it is. But I'm going to leave you with two things. Firstly, my own mantra that I find myself saying often to get me through hard times or just life in general. And the second thing is a question for you to ponder. So first up, my mantra, which will also be the intentional thought of the week to practice. And it is, if in doubt, be kind. And that goes for myself and for others. That's like in brackets. But the mantra is, if in doubt, be kind. If I was going to have something tattooed on my body, that could possibly be it, like even be kind. And the question to ponder is this, what mantra or phrase do you find yourself saying out loud a lot? And I have one small favor to ask you. If you'd like to have your mantra added to my list, because I'm compiling a list, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to send it to me, you just simply have to go to any of my social media platforms, at Prue Sulisic on Facebook, that's my personal page, at Head Coach on Facebook, which is my business page, and at Head Coach on Instagram. And when you're there, just send me a DM with your mantra, and I'd love to hear from you. Okay, my friends, that is it. Thanks for spending time with me today. This was a really nice one to do. 
and go out and reflect on things around you as well and see what happens and see what you become committed to. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to More Life, Less Drama. All the details of this podcast can be found in the show notes on my website. And if you want to take your growth to the next level, I invite you to become part of my membership program, Be Unshakable, where we take this information and dive headfirst into putting it into action. Go to www.head-coach.com.au for all the details. Until next week.